Welcome everyone in back with the Wrestling Wars podcast. We are here on the eve of Elimination Chamber, ready to give you guys some thoughts, news, and notes. We will not be covering predictions or what we think is going to be uh, going on in Elimination Chamber tomorrow because tomorrow we are debuting a Facebook Live segment on the WrestlingRumors.net Facebook page that we hope all of you will join us for. It'll be an interactive deal. We're going to give our predictions on Elimination Chamber, but we'll also be interacting with you guys, answering any questions you have, uh, anything you guys want. So please join us tomorrow. It should probably be about 5.30ish for a little pre-show action, um, getting you guys primed up for Elimination Chamber. It will not be the usual pre-show that you would see on the WWE where you'd see 10,000 recaps of things that you've already seen 100 times. It's going to be me and KB shooting the shit about what we think about what's going to go down on Elimination Chamber. Two days. This week's news and notes, though. Uh, so I guess we'll start off with the most significant happening of the week. And so many things happen every week that it was almost jumped out of my memory <coughs> that uh, that it happened this week. But Charlotte replaces Becky on Monday night. Vince McMahon comes out at the end of the show. Puts Charlotte in, takes Becky out, and it ended up being the most downvoted, hated video in the history of the WWE YouTube page. Which makes me think of a couple things. One, if only some people on a certain podcast had been screaming for years that, that Charlotte should never be anything other than a heel... I think that we're we're pretty much here because you know most hated video of all time and and the fact that she absolutely killed her promo the night after talking mm-hmm. about how Becky was out and she was in it's funny how life imitates art because the fact that she's always around and always being forced into every single big situation as a baby face has gotten her you know seen a Roman heat and it just along with that she's excellent at being a heel and is naturally a heel given her height her looks her lineage her push all of those things everything about her is heel now they put her in a heel position in a huge program and then bam most hated video in the history of youtube wwe youtube and she's given great heel promos the night after kb give it to me um i loved it uh well i liked it a lot i don't know if i said loved it um uh, it's. I don't think anyone really believes that it's going to end up with Rousey versus Charlotte one on one at Mania. That's what's funny about uh, it is is I think every, yeah nobody everybody knows. I think it's yeah. just people are that outraged that it's even going to be a triple threat, and it's yeah. I hated just on that. Yeah, I, I mean, if you don't believe that Becky isn't going to be in the main event somehow, and the knee injury was cleared up Monday. Um, it's going to be the triple threat, which, okay, I, I don't like a triple threat either, but... Especially at the close mania. Mm. Yeah, I can accept it here. Um, if nothing else, just for the sake of, with Rousey possibly leaving, you need to have a little more drama, and you will have... The New York fans are not going to be happy. Kind, with, yeah, to either Rousey or... Yeah. Now, they will cheer Becky as hard as they can, which is exactly what you want. Uh, the ending of that show, if it ends with Becky holding up the women's title, everything's going to be fine, because the whole point of it is the end result. 
Yeah. I mean, if you look back uh, in 2013 and 2014 with Daniel Bryan, all that mattered was that he ended WrestleMania holding up both titles and 75,000 people chanted yes. That's all that ma- It's the same thing here. All that matters is Becky leaves as women's champion with her big crowning moment for once and for all. You know, something that, a factor that I don't think that um, we have thought about and not a lot of people have, have probably considered is, you know, this is probably going to close the show at WrestleMania. It's mm-hmm. so that, therefore, it's the biggest match in the wrestling industry. Yeah. Ronda Rousey is a rookie. So, you know, we all look at this from the perspective of, oh, here they go forcing Charlotte into a position again. But a big part of it might be, you know, you need to make sure that this goes the right way and it's a good match. And Rousey has done well during her time, but are we that comfortable with WrestleMania main event closing the show? Yeah, I mean, Rousey, there's only been one pure rookie to main event WrestleMania before, and that was Brock Lesnar, and he had Kurt Angle in there with him. Uh, Rousey had the most amazing debut anyone's ever going to see, but like you said, she's... And she doesn't wrestle a full-time schedule as as most people do. She'll wrestle a lot of house shows, but she's wrestled, what, maybe 150 matches? If that, yeah. Yeah. It's not like she's some kind of ring veteran in general and stuff. Becky has been around for a long time. Charlotte's that good. Um, And Charlotte has been... I mean, Charlotte's grown up around wrestling and has watched it forever. So she's going to learn a lot of stuff just just off through memory and such. Uh, I do get the idea. I don't know... At the same time, though, does it make things more complicated for Rousey to have to deal with two people at once? Well, maybe, because, uh, you know, they're going to... Rousey will come in for a spot, tear it up, and then get knocked out. And then yeah. Becky and Lynch will, Becky and Charlotte will do the heavy lifting. She'll come in, do some crazy shit, get knocked maybe. out. Lynch and Charlotte will come in and do the heavy lifting. Another couple of factors to this is you, you get the star power of Rousey, but you get the heel wrestling ability of... Charlotte, and there's a good chance that Charlotte takes the pin in this. So you get the culmination of the Becky-Charlotte rivalry with Becky overcoming Charlotte, but you also still have that Rousey aura added to the match as well. That's, a, that's yeah. another way we can look at it, is that it's, this almost is more about Becky and Charlotte than it is about Rousey and Becky. This is the culmination of their rivalry, and you're just adding Char- Rousey's star power to the mix between the three. So that you get Becky to get the win over her most hated rival, and then you also, but then you also preserve Rousey's undefeated streak. Yeah, th- so they've she done a, take a pin. They've done a good job with actually, and they've still got time to build it up because the show is, I think, seven weeks from tomorrow. They've still got time to build it. Up. They have the foundation there for a very good three-way feud because all three of any combination of them have issues that have been set up over the last few months, and they can. Uh, accentuate those even more and more. I mean, you saw the Rousey wanting revenge on Charlotte for the Survivor Series beatdown. Yep. I mean, she she got involved at TLC, but they haven't had an actual match against each other. So there's still that too. There's all kinds of ways you could go with this, and that's all. It's it's never a bad thing to have multiple ways you can go in a match. So where are we at on uh? So who's who's gonna be with Oscar? Um. Well. Jeez. Uh, 
you got to on paper it should be Charlotte, but that's pretty much out the window now. The problem is there's not really many other options. Uh, I would go with Ruby Riot, just yeah. for for lack of. I mean, unless you bring somebody up from NXT <coughs> real fast, or maybe you there. redo the the Nikki Cross thing. Maybe, but I mean, other than that, there's not many other viable options. Uh, I mean, no one's gonna buy Lana as a challenger. No one's gonna buy. No one's gonna buy pretty much anyone on SmackDown as a challenger. Well, you could do the uh, the deal. You know, pretty much every WrestleMania, there's one of the titles that has you know a hundred fucking people in the match. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, Bliss. I think both of the uh, women's title matches two years ago were multi-person matches, weren't they? In, in Orlando, yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah. Um. So. That it, that could end up being that match, you know, where where she defends it against you know five people, six pack challenge, uh, whatever. Be. Because it kind of be. seems like that's where because you have got to think that either that Becky or not Becky, um, Sasha and Bailey are either going to win the women's tag titles tomorrow or be in a feud against someone for said women's tag titles by that time. So or knowing WWE fighting each other again. Yeah, well, f- fighting each other with the titles still on them, yeah. or you know, no, something. Which again, you know, that might be a direction to go. They win the twins tag titles, drop them, finally enter a feud, and then that feud intersects with Oscar needing a challenger, and then well, then you got two triple threats. But would that really yeah. surprise you that much? No. No. Uh, th- there's multiple ways. It almost has to be. There's no real singles. One singles person who would come off as a threat to Asuka, at least not on SmackDown. Uh, like I said, Ruby, maybe. Um, Bailey and Sasha would be at least interesting because you could buy one of those two beating Asuka or at least being a real threat to her. Um, but uh, for right now, I don't see a singles match that would truly work. Hmm. I wonder if... I don't think there's quite enough time. But what if... Uh... What if Baszler and her cohorts showed up? It's a possibility, but I would see that more as the post-WrestleMania call-up. Well, I I mean... At least for Baszler. They do the match. The other girls are called up. Rousey sort of kind of turns heel on on WrestleMania night. And then the four horsemen are together. Yeah, though though Shafir and Duke aren't exactly ready for the main roster. They're not ready for fucking NXT. (laughs) if you watch but you know if they're just going to be up there and be cronies anyway I don't know I'm just trying to think of something anything because I don't because Asuka's just I don't has she even been on TV the last couple weeks no and the reason being because who is she supposed to feud with right now just there's nobody right now on Smackdown for her to fight it's tough it's almost like they shouldn't have two women's belts and two tag team titles and yeah etc at least the women's tag titles are bringing us hope in that particular yeah. sort of way so that they are yeah. going to be shared between both brands that's the rumor which, so. which you can it's a stretch to even have women's tag team titles in the first place but there's no way you could do them on a single brand so this is that's the if they just have to have them that's the best they can do so now i mean they've got that piece of logic down so maybe they could be like oh this isn't so bad we could do it for the regular tag titles and you know etc hopefully yeah <laughs> um personally i would like I've always, in my mind, I've always liked tag titles being shared, um, the women's title being shared, and the world heavyweight title being shared, and then you just do the Intercontinental and U.S. on the separate brands. Um, 
right now I could go with the with the world title being shared because realistically there only is one world title right now yeah. for all for all intent and purpose. Um, uh, the mid card titles definitely need to stay the same because need to stay separate because there's more than enough talent around to support two of those. Uh, you could support two world titles, given how packed the rosters are right now. That is true. You could, yeah. Um, there's, uh, As you can see right now, one world title isn't enough for the amount of talent that there is. Yeah, but if you get rid of one of them, you just elevate yeah. one of the mid-card yeah. titles. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the tag titles, I completely agree, because there's barely enough for one set of tag titles right now, because tag wrestling means nothing in WWE, even though they have a ton of tag teams. They have a ton of talent to tag teams at that. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're they're quite good. They just they're never utilized because oh yeah, Miz and Shane McMahon are tag team champions. Something that was utilized was many people's credit card information this weekend when AEW sold out their second pay per view in four minutes. I've heard I've seen like a bunch of different things. I've seen yeah twenty five minutes. I saw four minutes. I've seen two minutes, thirty seven seconds. Was it was fucking fast. Uh, bigger arena this time. Um, so everything's, everything, I mean, it, you can't, on the one hand, you can't possibly ask for anything better nope. than, than selling out that fast in a bigger arena than it was last time. On the other hand, I think this kind of goes, goes back to what we talked about last week, which is, um, that's great. They just need a million more viewers now and good to go. So <laughs> optimistic about the sellout. What, is it, uh, what does would, it mean in the big picture? I would say the same thing every time a show's TV ratings go up or anything positive like this happens. Well done. Now do it again. Uh, just they they have done it twice. They've done it once now. You can call all in the first version or whatever. They have to keep doing this. It's one thing to sell out a show one time. That is very impressive. Like, no joke whatsoever. It's impressive. They have to do it again and again and again and again and like I've said I'm not worried about their first show their second show whatever let me know when their 14th show is still this hot when this isn't the new big deal in wrestling when it's not this hottest thing around when we've seen these people actually do a show and we're not all getting in on the ground floor with the first show it's incredibly impressive and they have potential but there's a very they've taken one very nice step They've got a lot more to go. From this point forward, too, I was talking about this earlier this week. Uh, I might, I might refer to AEW as a two two one five live, because pretty much everyone on their roster weighs two hundred fifteen pounds. It's like they have a weight limit, and that's concerning. I mean, you you got a you got a wrestling company, a full fledged wrestling company, and I and I went and looked it up. I went through their whole roster and looked up every single person, and I. Your humble podcast host, podcast host, would be the biggest person on w, on AEW's roster. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, I get it, man. I get the style that the fans are wanting and and the the excitement they have. But again, we're talking about growing the brand. Mm-hmm. Wrestling at its core is is variety. Is is yeah. the circus? Is the sideshow? First you yeah. see the first you see the flying Melindas, then you see the strong men, then you see you know the the fire charmers. Then you see the people who, who tame tigers. Then you so uh, yeah. if if everybody is the same body type, yeah. 
there um there's a great book about the history of ESPN and in there they talk about how back in the day ESPN was pretty much only a college basketball network. It was virtually the only thing that they showed for the vast majority of their programming. They'd have like, you know, 12 hours a day of college basketball and they said, "Well, we need that what if we added in two an hour of skiing?" Because the college basketball fans are still going to stick around for that, but then you draw in the skiing audience as well. And then you vary it up and you still keep your most popular thing, but you vary it up enough to be like, "Oh, I need to watch this channel because they have this that I can't see anywhere that I can't see anywhere else." They need some heavyweights. They need some uh, they probably have their grapplers already. They need some other stuff. Some heavyweights, some tall guys, some Yeah, just some monsters, just to mix some gimmicks, just to mix this up a little bit. Because if you keep watching the same match over and over and over again, you're gonna get bored. I mean, the people who like it might not get bored, but yeah, the, the, com- the common good luck fan. growing the audience from there yeah. if you don't have a mix of everything. Plus, with the talent and athleticism of the guys they do have, if you get a a, a good big guy in there, I, I mean, you make him look like a fucking the ultimate monster, you know? Oh, sure. <laughs> with people being able to bump for him, um, yeah. It kind of makes oh. me makes me uh, lament that Keith Lee is already over in the WWE and NXT because yeah, he would he, be, he would be great for the, something like this. Fantastic! I mean, those other guys out there, I just I just I would really I'd really look for them to 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 pick someone pick someone else up that looks a little bit different than the guys that they all have. Yeah. It, um, it, it also it also helps with creative because how many times can you tell the same story of? Well, this guy is young and fast, and this guy is older and still small also. But if you add in one big guy, you instantly have several more stories you can tell with him because he's unique. He's got something different that other people can't offer, and that will help a lot with creative. So I guess one thing uh, we'll go and cover while we're here discussing AEW, because it might get brought up by <coughs> the listeners if, if we didn't mention it. Uh... The contract of the Undertaker, yes, expired during the last few weeks. He's no longer under contract with the WWE. Further, it's been announced and advertised that he's going to be at Starcast, which is kind of a the convention, a wrestling, a giant wrestling convention that's connected to the AEW show. Um, they had one in Chicago when it was there, and they're having one in Vegas. Um, yeah, Ric Flair's thing. All these guys are going to be there. Um, the Undertaker is going to be at an event that is associated with AEW. He is no longer under contract with the WWE. I obviously, I think you know, even asking the question we're about to ask is fucking absurd. But let's go ahead and both we'll go ahead and put our money where our mouth is. Put it on the table right here, right now, February sixteenth, two thousand twenty-nineteen. KB. Is The Undertaker going to be on Double or Nothing? No. I agree. Uh, no. <laughs> it's laughable to even suggest such a thing. But here we are. We addressed it. We made our prediction. There it is. Uh, yeah. Somebody else who might not be on a show this weekend is... Uh, well, I haven't heard if there's going to be... I don't think there's going to be any discipline. Um, which which Uso was it? Was it Jim- Jimmy? It Jimmy. was Jimmy, yeah, because... Naomi was in the car with him, and that's kind of what. Mm-hmm. So she was she was driving, from what I can tell. Jimmy Uso. Uh, so Naomi. Okay, well, I don't want to make I don't want to say any false stuff. So, anyways, Jimmy Uso and Naomi were in a car. They got pulled over. Uh, 
The officer thought it smelled like alcohol inside the car. Asked Naomi to get out, which makes me think that you're right, that maybe she was driving. The officer she, asked, def- she definitely was. Asked Naomi to get out of the car, and instead, Jimmy got out of the car and took his shirt off and squared up with the police officer. Never a good idea. Always a poor idea. Uh, officer de-escalated the situation with a taser. Good on him. Well, he didn't use the taser. He said, Jimmy Uso, if you don't stop fucking around, I'm going to tase the shit out of you. De-escalated the situation. No violence. He was uh, arrested for uh, whatever obstructing... Disorderly. Yeah, disorderly. disorderly. Um, booked in jail. Spent the night there. Bailed out in the morning. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the news note. I don't know what else to make of it. Uh, poor decision-making... We've seen things like this happen with people before. Uh, Jay was, same thing, was arrested, I believe, for DUI last year, I want to say. Um, it's a, yeah, it's been a little while. But and yeah, they've still yeah. been still been what they are, so... I don't think this will affect anything this weekend, but I don't think any of us expected for the mega team, the mega powers of uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz to drop the belts anyways, so... That would be the Mick mega powers. Or the Mick Mizza powers, probably. Um, yeah, I don't think this is going to change that much either. Um, the Usos are still one of the best tag teams around. There are, like you said, there are several people who have had uh, DUI, stuff like that. Uh, Swagger was pulled over, I think, for... I don't think it was DUI. I know he had possession of marijuana on him yeah. like a week before WrestleMania. Yeah. So, and he was still on the show. I don't think that they're going to... Especially with the Usos contracts possibly leaving... With them possibly leaving due to their contracts in like a month and a half, I if WWE wants them to re-sign, they're going to be as nice as they can to them, even with something yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, as you can call that a double standard if you'd like, which you probably have a point to it. But uh, um, yeah, I don't see this being any major change. Naomi, from what I can tell, should be fine. I mean, Naomi, from what I can tell, Naomi was not arrested or charged with anything. Uh, from any report that I've seen, I think from it appeared that uh, Jimmy was the only one who had anything going on. And if so, uh, Naomi should be fine. Naomi is in the uh, the the chamber match on Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. though I don't think anyone was really giving her and Carmella an, a realistic shot of winning. So no. I don't think this is going to change that much. So <clears throat> another thing that don't change is that we hit up a mailbag. So give me give me give me two. Let's 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 do two, two questions before we get up out of here. We give everybody a a rollicking Facebook live show tomorrow. Well, we've kind of covered uh, two of them already. Uh-oh, uh oh. So find be- another two. Yeah, one of which being did Be- does Becky leave WrestleMania as a champion, and who does Oscar face at WrestleMania? Well, so hmm. we co- we we covered those already. Um, all right, we'll go with uh, who wins the well. I'll go with the second half of this one because that'll be co- the first half will be covered tomorrow. Yep. Um, uh, what is the WWE title match at WrestleMania? Mm. You go first. Because okay. uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. You coward. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Brian against, I want to say Kofi, but I think they'll do that one at Fastlane. Oh, speaking uh, of, that was a topic we wanted to talk about. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian against Cena. Just for a one-off mm. match, he's kind of he can be kind of your fallback option, and it's not like you need Cena to appear on TV to hype up a match. Well, that and you have I think I think I like that idea too because you also have the brother-in-law angle 
They yeah. were on that show together. Brian, in other interviews, has talked about things that he didn't think that were that were so great about um about Cena and living at his house and yeah. You can tie. You can have the et cetera, bellows et appear and talk oh, about. Oh yeah, how and they would the love to do both. that. They would love to have the bellows appear. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think Cena is, and then Cena, you know, obviously always has the back the back burner story of pursuing the mm-hmm. breaking the record, breaking uh, Ric Flair's record. Um, so he's tied it, correct? Yes. Yes, and he would break it the next one. He would have broke it already. Thank goodness for John Stewart. Um, <laughs> So speaking of the possible Kofi Kofi Daniel Bryan, what did we think about the New Day involvement and Kofi Kingston lasting going for an hour on Tuesday? Uh, I liked it though. It's pretty clearly what Ali was supposed to do, but you can take what you can get. I've always been I've always liked Kofi. Uh, I would love for him to get even a token like one month title reign at some point. I Not advocated just... for it the year that they yeah. were the year that they were the, the heel New Day. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, he could be the champion on SmackDown, like the secondary brand, the, the B show. Yeah. Um and then, you know, Big E and Xavier could help him retain in all these all these entertaining ways. Just give him a yeah. run for two months. I mean, fuck. Uh yeah. Jinder he Mahal had a, a, a run that was goddamn near six like months that, long, he's... so you can give Kofi Kingston a, a two month reign. Yeah. He's been around forever. He's won everything else. Uh, I remember there was a, New Day did a promo once talking about how they had like all these titles combined. They're like now about ninety percent of those are Kofi's, but yeah. still. Um, I did. The only thing I did want to complain about is if it's especially if it's not going to go anywhere. If he's just if he's literally just replacing Mustafa Ali and uh to you know literally pace for pace taking his place in that match as far as going for an hour and doing all these things. I guess it just depresses me because if they didn't think of this and they don't really have any plans anytime soon, but to me that that's where you put put in Big E. That's where Big E comes in mm-hmm. and he lasts for the whole match and he's just destroying people and he's this unstoppable tank that every single new person is coming down trying to freaking beat until finally he gets caught by by Orton or AJ at the end of the match. Yeah. Um, you know, you really just make him as a as a as the beast that he is and that we all know him to be. And that then leads to, you know, not too far down the road, Biggie breaking off this New Day thing, finally breaking apart, and these guys going their separate ways to do, especially for Biggie, bigger and better things. Which I've, you know, we could we could do a mailbag, you know, a segment on that on my, it's a uh, the Seth Rollins Memorial uh, uh, most underutilized people in wrestling uh, list, which pretty much the stalwarts of it are are. Rusev and Big E, pretty much those people just stay there all the time, and then other people rotate in and out. Um, but Big E has yeah. been, been at the top of that list for years. If he never ends up going anywhere and doing anything else other than this, it's honestly maybe the biggest waste of talent that I've ever seen. It's one of them. He's the reason that I got... Uh, he was the reason that I became a huge NXT fan. Um when he came out and confronted the shield, because I said, this is where the monster should come out and have the showdown. And here he comes. Yep. And it was perfect. One of the best segments I've ever seen. Um, it's, uh, he has the look, he has the talent, he has the talking ability, the athleticism um, legit yep. Yep. holds every weightlifting record down at NXT. Yeah. Like, yeah, you legit could have thrown every him, way you could have thrown him in there. I don't know if I would have had him in there for the full hour, but have him in there for like 25 minutes. 
just wrecking people. You know, uh, I mean, Big Kobe's going to have a more versatile style than Big E because Kobe's a more versatile athlete. Big yeah. E can do the power stuff like few others. Just with that kind of strength and that kind of power, you can't – there's no way to substitute that. You could just have him just hit big ending after big ending where it, and get the big the, the big ending over as a yeah. as a major finisher again. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, I mean if you pin if you the way to get a finisher over is to have it finish people, which sounds really simple, but it's something that a lot of people don't get. Uh, if it beats people, it's a finisher. Hence why yeah the attitude of the the AA is just a fireman's carry slam. But look at how much it, how many people it's beaten. How many people that's put put down. Yeah, same with the leg drop or the figure four. Those aren't complicated moves, but they're those moves that have won all those titles. Um, so, I mean, if you get the big ending back over again, it's still a good-looking move, and he can do it to just about anyone. Uh, you can. There's a way to get Big E back over. Um, he's kind of in this enforcer-slash-goofy-guy role of New Day, which says a lot when you're the goofy guy in the new day because they're not the most serious people in the world, but he he could definitely be that kind of monster somewhere down the road. Well, we hope to have a monstrous show for you guys tomorrow. Just predictions, live interaction, where it's going down tomorrow, February seventeenth on WrestlingRumors.net Facebook page, WrestlingRumors.net. All news, no clickbait. That's what I was looking for. All news, no clickbait. We thank WrestlingRumors.net for the relationship we have for them, with them, and we look forward to putting on a live show for you tomorrow. Join us for that, and we thank you for joining us today. That's all for now. We will be back. Come all you gallant heroes, along with me combine. I'll sing a song, it won't take long of the fight in 69. They're a band of men, brave, stout and bold, from Ireland they came. And they have a leader to the fore, McCochran was his name. It was in the month of April when the boys, they sailed away. And they made a sight so glorious as they marched along Broadway. They marched right down Broadway, me boys, until they reached the shore. And from there they went to Washington and straight on to the war. So we gave them hearty cheers, me boys, which was greeted with a smile. Singing, here's the boys, but fear no nights. We're the fight in 69. And when the war is said and done, may heaven spare our lives. For it's only then that we can return to our loved ones and our wives. We'll take them in our arms, we boys, for a long night and a day. And we'll hope that war will come no more to sweet America. So we gave 
them hearty cheers, me boys, which was greeted with a smile. Singing here's the boys who fear no lies, we're the fighting 69. So farewell unto you, dear New York, will I e'er see you once more. For it fills my heart with sorrow to leave yourself unsure. But the country now it is calling us, and we must hasten fall. So here's to the stars and stripes me boys And to Ireland's lovely shore And here's to Murphy and Divine Of honour and renown Who did escort our heroes Unto the battleground And said unto our colonel we must fight hand to hand Until we plant the stars and stripes Way down in Dixieland So we gave them hearty cheers Me boys, which was greeted with a smile Singing here's the boys who fear no lies We're the fight in 69 so we gave them hearty cheers, me boys, which was greeted with a smile. Singing here's the boys who fear no night, where the fight in 69.